Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. It's <laughs> a plan. It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, they can be exactly what we need. Shoot up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, sir. We're online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is Kylan and Mike. Hey! No, Eric. Eric is under the weather. Yeah. Um, but, uh, how's everything going? Good. It's been a busy week, but it's good. Oh, so you've seen the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> it's been an active week. Yes, it has. It really has. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, let's just say it's action-packed. Uh, um, to say the least. Upfronts were very upfront. Um, something we talked about last week was no surprise. Um, just what's happened is a surprise. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're wondering what we're talking about. Um Jarvis, what, what, do you, what do you think about all all this news that came out at the upfronts this week? Unfortunately, we cannot ignore the inevitable. Why? Why is IA or AI? Sorry, IA. <laughs> I. <laughs> Very wise AI. Well, what was he talking about? Well, the upfronts were this week, and uh, Inhumans is coming. Uh, Shield is back. Uh, but this is where things get a little interesting. Uh, the fall schedule, the first part of the fall schedule includes, um, a move for Inhumans and a delay in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. return, Mm -hmm. in their, their return. Inhumans will air on Friday, on Friday nights, uh, it was originally scheduled to debut on September 26th, a few, uh, a Tuesday after its first two episodes have had a stint in IMAX theater for two weeks. Uh, Deadline's report does not specify whether Inhumans will make its ABC premiere on September 26th before regularly airing on Fridays, or if that's, or if that date will also change to accommodate the new schedule. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., though, is being reported as being a mid-season show, which traditionally begins in January. Yeah? Uh, and this is due to the fact that the Inhumans' first season is only eight episodes. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cannot, could possibly take over that Friday night slot in the new year. Mm-hmm. Well, if it starts in sep- September 20th, what's... I'm looking at a calendar here. Say, um, say it starts September 29th. Right. Then you got four weeks, four Fridays in October. Mm-hmm. So that takes us up to five weeks. Mm-hmm. Then we got four weeks in no, or four Fridays in November, but they're not going to put this on after Thanksgiving. So we're talking the third, the 10th and the 17th. And then we're going to go into our holiday run. Right. Now we might, you might see, 
see a little break in there because of the World Series. I've noticed that um, when the World Series is going, that the other networks like to um, start, okay. like, maybe run reruns for a week. So so we're looking at maybe the Friday after Thanksgiving? Well, no. Maybe. May, maybe the first Friday in December? Maybe. That might be because it seems like um, the or, first pod, the first pod for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like, early December. Yeah. So that maybe that's what they'll do this time. Well, according to comic book or CBR.com, which used to be comicbookresources.com, um, the they're saying um, Shield in the fourth season pulled in about two million live viewers each week, uh, but has continued to be a strong earner in the live plus seven ratings, seeing its raising ratings rise to over four million viewers, which is great news. Right. Um, the but they're saying you know ABC's new series uh, which will be you know Inhumans at eight episodes will make its home Friday nights at nine following a short term run of the two hour pilot at IMAX theaters. I don't see them taking the two hour pilot. See, I was under the impression, correct me if I'm wrong, that the two-hour pilot was eventually going to air on TV as well. I would think it would. Um, especially for those people who do not have an IMAX theater near them at all. Right. Um, now, while they're saying while fans may just despair over the series Friday night time slot, commonly recognized as a kiss of death for new series, um, but you know what? They're they're moving once upon a time to the eight o'clock time slot on Friday as well. Same kiss of death. But you know, Fr- it's not Friday was no. sitcom Friday. TGIF. Right, but you know, at the same time, if you look at CBS and NBC, they have their uh, dramas on. They have their dramas on, and like, uh, which one was it? Um, Graham. Graham ran for like what five or six seasons. Yeah, before it got canceled. This before year. it got canceled, and um, and like Hawaii Five O over at CBS it's is going on. strong on Friday night. Blue Bloods on Friday night is going strong. And they're bringing, uh, I, they're bringing back SWAT. Whoa, 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 wait, hold on. Don't just throw that out there and make my mind explode. They just, you, one of my favorite shows from the 70s is coming back. What? Yeah. SWAT. SWAT. Check out, check out the latest episode of We Be Geeks. We talk about it. How, how can I record? I, <laughs> I, I will, I will soldier on. I, I'm, I'm an agent I, of S.H.I.E.L.D. I will soldier on, but wow. I'm just going to say this, Kylan. It's everything. It's SWAT, the show that wants to be Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. SWAT. See, I guess I guess spin it back. Um, okay. But you know, they're kind of hoping that they might, you know, at least for Inhumans. I'm I'm assuming the thought is uh, that ABC president Channing Dungey mm-hmm. um, is that by teaming the Marvel show with Once Upon a Time will turn Friday into a destination for fantasy and sci-fi fans. So okay, so they're they're trying to they're trying to uh, re uh, I guess re redesign their Friday night. I mean, because it's been TGIF since the late '80s, mid to late '80s. Yep. Well, when you look at the CW and NBC and Fox and all their sci-fi and, their, and fantasy stuff is Monday through Thursday. Mm-hmm. Well, it leaves the door open. It does. Not, so spreading the geekdom across the across the entire week is great. And they know they know that the Shield fans will travel. Actually, I take they know that the Marvel fans will travel, or and at the at the very least, record those shows. 
Right. And you guys are seeing that those um, numbers, that those DVR numbers do count. So It's going to make us doing recaps a real interesting. Oh, my gosh. We, we might have to be a week behind. Yeah, we might have to. Either that or if they do pods again for season right. five, which I hope they do, we I just do, do recap. We just do pod recaps. See, okay, all right, guys, listeners, see, right now it is a Friday night, Saturday morning that we're recording this. And so usually what would happen is uh, the show would hit, would hit on Tuesday. So we have time to either watch or watch it on Tuesday night or catch it later. And then yeah. we can talk about it tonight. Well, now... Uh, uh, I'm not going to be able to watch it because I'm coming home from work. And I'm not going to be... I no, I wouldn't be able to watch it either because we're because we're recording by the time that show is on or no. starting to record. No, it's just wrapped by the time we go. It'd be wrapped about a half hour by the time we watch it or by the time we start recording. See, there's no way. So we so we tight. might be a week behind. Yeah. So I think it's going to be easier for us to do maybe recaps on of the gifted. Yeah. Uh, recaps of uh, the Deadpool animated. Maybe. Yes. Yes. Um, um, maybe we need to step up. The game and do recaps of the animated series off Disney XD. Yeah, we should. And um, when I and, and, well, and, and, then, we and then we'll do roundtable pods after each yeah. pod. So you know, if they do pods again, we'll do we'll do a roundtable pod. You know, like after Inhumans, we'll do an Inhumans roundtable. After right. the first pod of of Shield, we'll do that. Now here here's the thing that that's making me wonder. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, Shield has been ordered for a full season. That's twenty-two episodes. That means no breaks. That that's not going to happen. I don't see that happening. I, okay, you that, remember? Is is there twenty-two Fridays between the first of the year and like say now? It well, no. What would happen is we're going to end up with maybe a two-hour, maybe a two-hour premiere. Really? And maybe and cut, a two-hour finale? Two-hour premiere and cut into 2020? I don't think so. Isn't 2020 on Thursday? Nope, it's on Fridays. Ah, hmm. See, four, eight, 12, 13. 13 weeks through from January, first week, first Friday of January through the end of March. Yeah, but you know what? Now, okay, that's, but... That's 13 weeks. Uh, 14, 15, 16, 17 through the end of April. 18, 19, 20, 21 by the 25th of May. Which means there's going to be a two-hour finale. See, because I remember Fox did this with 24. One season, like the first season of 24, there, they, you know, there were periods in there when, you know, they're missing two or three weeks of pop for whatever reason. Right. And then one... one one season, they went, it was like 23 weeks. No, no, it may have been 22 weeks. And you had a two-hour premiere, a two-hour finale. And it was nonstop for the ad. Not, but not, now, mind you, that, that that's just me just kind of shooting in the dark. But like you said, I can't see them. I can't see them uh, cutting into uh, twenty twenty. And it would have to be a week that um, now, since once upon a time for running the full season, full mm-hmm. run, maybe they end early, and then Agents of Shield gets two weeks of two hour episodes. And that that could happen too. Um, I I believe I believe that if they doing it this way, I true is going to suck that we have to wait mid season to get Shield. Right. But if if they're doing pods, okay, we we get we get each it, we'll get each pod. And let's say that for the sake of our 
argument. There are three separate pods. We'll get three separate pods, no breaks. Yeah. Which would be cool on one side, on the other side. You know, you kind of like to digest it a little bit before you jump into the next one. But that's okay, too. Now, coming from comicbook.com. They said ABC has confirmed Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will be back for a full 22-episode run in the 2017-2018 television season. But according to the fall schedule that came out on Monday, Mm -hmm. uh, it revealed that Inhumans will debut first and S.H.I.E.L.D. will be a mid-season replacement. Mm -hmm. So again... Just like we've been talking, is it going to lead, you know, it's been leading everyone to believe that the fifth season has been cut short. Um, you know, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will be joined by Once Upon a Time and making the switch to Friday nights. Uh, and of course, you know, repeating that they want that to be their fantasy and science and their, their destination for fantasy and science fiction fans. Um, but it, uh, it, it still brings up that question, like we've been talking about. What do you do? If it's a 22 run, what do you do? Uh, when we were looking at this, this is from Dungy or Dungy Continued. Um, when we looked at the schedule, it's interesting how much pressure we've had for fans to put those shows closer together on the schedule for quite some time. Really? There's been fans wanting both Once Upon a Time and S.H.I.E.L.D. on the same night? No. That's two separate groups altogether. <laughs> yeah. Once Upon a Time has done a wonderful job on Sundays of keeping lights on against football. But we're looking to see how well it will perform when it's away from football for a while. I'm going to tell you, it's going to drop because people are used to it being on that eight o'clock time slot on Sundays. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know the thing is, I, I I don't know if the difference between Agents of Shield and Once Upon a Time is branding. Right? Okay, true. Uh-huh. Once Upon a Time is a Disney brand, but it's not part of a full universe like Agents of Shield. Marvel well, fans are going to follow. You know. I- how well is it going to do too? Knowing that the actress playing Emma Snow is not returning. Oh, she she was a popular character. She was a major character. The show was about her initially, right? Um, now, of course, Agents of Shield has been part of the Tuesday night lineup since its start in 2013, um, and the show's time slot has been pushed back later and later. You know, beginning at eight for the first season, moving to nine for season two and three, and then occupying the other death slot at ten o'clock on the fourth season um it's uh it's intriguing on what's gonna happen it, it mm-hmm. really is so of course the uh, the finale really caught us off guard as well yes it did yes it did um yeah uh, that, that that finale um wow and uh talk about final shots <laughs> you know yeah um, yeah all right so yeah um you know, uh, and now this is from uh, an article from comicbook.com. Um, so, you know, we've known them as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We've also, to a certain degree, known them as Agents of Hydra. So yeah. now the question is, will they next be Agents of S.W.O.R.D.? Okay, and uh, kids, uh, if you haven't seen this, have you seen, if you have not seen the finale, uh, turn off or, or fast forward this for a few minutes because there's going to be some spoilers. Okay. 
Uncle Kylan's going to tell us the story. <laughs> yes, yeah, so uh, the fourth season finale of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. ended on an interesting note, an unexpected note, if you will. Uh, so pretty much what it comes down to is uh, they just got finished handing out beatdowns. Uh, and at the same time, they are now almost considered to be enemies of the state again yeah and so uh so uh so agent colson is like well we're all hungry let's go get something to eat uh knowing full well that the army and various uh law enforcement agencies are on their trail so they're in this uh diner eating and all of a sudden the lights go out and soldiers walk in and somebody comes in behind them and colson being his easygoing self uh no. makes a what happened that caused all this? Oh, this is all because okay, Ada with the lights. Well, no, no. Well, I guess what happened was they're sitting there eating, and all of a sudden the lights go down, so they know something is up. Like the lights in the diner all go out, and then the soldiers walk in, so they See, know yeah. that something's up. See, I was going to go when you said when the lights go out. The lights go out, and I was going to go in the city. <laughs> Sorry. You know me with bad puns. I didn't catch it quick enough. <laughs> it's okay. Oh great. See now now, now I'm, I'm I hear journey. So, <laughs> thank you. Anytime. Okay, so I I'm I'm here to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and so, well, we we get know these soldiers, and so they're completely, you know, they 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 know that you no, know, they're caught, or they pretty much they they they're not even bothering to fight. Oh, and so because right. they're caught. Well, then the lead agent pulls out this little device, and I, I don't know if to say it freezes time or it freezes them, but people are frozen, and time may be also. And then he says, "Just let it go." Oh, he says. We <laughs> You're wrong, you know that. <laughs> so, you just now so figuring then, that out. Oh my god. No, I'm not singing that. And <laughs> so then the, the lead agent says we have a two minute window. I'm like, okay. And then of course commercial break. We come back and then Colson wakes up and he's on a cot and it looks like he's in a jail cell of some type. He gets up, pulls on, uh, and he's sort of like in clothes, sort of. He grabs a coat and it sort of looks like a uniform, like a not a military uniform, but sort of like a worker or a crewman uniform some type. Anyway, the door, the, 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 the doors to his that uh, protects his outer window open up and right. they're in space and colson looks out he says something along the lines of okay it's time to get to work all right so yeah and that that is how that is how we are stuck with waiting for the next season which is not until january so yeah that's what we got so now the question is is this the introduction of sword? Which, because we love our, uh, we 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 love our. What is the? I can't use my words. It's a. You know how shield means something. Sword. All right. Anyway, sword stands for sentient world observation and response department. Uh, it is the sister organization of Shield, whereas Shield is focused on protecting the Earth and keeping peace on Earth. Sword is responsible for monitoring the rest of the known universe. Okay, now in the comics, 
Sword was led by Special Agent Abigail Brand, uh, who is half alien, the half alien soldier, and she's sort of like the on the same level as Nick Fury, as it were. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, now here's the thing. Now, and, and this, uh, considering they made some hints at uh, the Infinity War in um, the season finale. I I I wonder I I wonder if this is true. Now I'll tell you. I'll be. Honest, I was talking to my wife about this, and my wife uh my wife is curious about you no know, if sword if it actually would be sword. But here's the thing, and this is something that's that is brought up in the book too. Now sword and Abigail Brand were created by Joss Whedon and John right. Cassidy. Right in Astonishing X Men. So, and, and I think the book was uh, the book series was collected in a single volume called X Men Sword. So that would mean possibly, depending on how contracts are written, that Sword would be with Fox. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm wondering. But see, it depends on how those contracts are written. Yeah. Um. Because I mean, I I, I don't know. I I, I don't know because I haven't read the contracts. I I don't know. Some of that's that I, tricky stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, uh, it may be a case that um, cause cause the truth is. The Inhumans featured heavily in the Fantastic Four books. Yeah. They featured very heavily in there. But because of the way the contracts were written, they were able to, in essence, replace mutants in the MCU. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, I... I, I think it, it would make certainly make for an interesting take, and you know, and especially as she. Whoa, hold on. Okay, Infinity War is about a year from now, right? I think so. If Infinity, if Infinity War is about a year from now, and we're talking about a twenty-two, a twenty-two episode se- uh, series that's starting in January. Hmm. I. I it, you know, I, I don't know. I it's a strong possibility that I I don't, I, I would I, I would think it, it would certainly make for a more interesting series if we got to see Sword and, re, and see that Shield had even more secrets than that we thought that it had. Right. See, I would still love to see Aim involved too. And see, that's I and, I, and I there was, was and there was a great little tease about it. That no, I was talking to uh, that's the other thing I was talking to my wife about. I was like Aim would be a great big bad for shield yeah you know i mean you know the, you know they're not all caught up in all the ideology that hydra is caught up in you know and so and that would make for i i, I would love to see aim I, I i think aim is sorely misused or underused as it were. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, what we we only got to see aim a little bit in Iron Man two, or is Iron Man three? Well, we we saw it briefly in uh, Agents of Shield as well with the right. whole centipede. Yeah. So see, I, I I think they need to. I think they need to bring them back. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. So, so well, yeah. Go ahead. No. Yeah. No. No. I'm. I, that's pretty much it. So you know, outside of uh, you know, just kind of waiting to see what um, as, as stuff comes out and as we get closer to the new season, you know, maybe we'll start to hear more rumors or more rumblings about what we can expect in the next season. Right. Well, um, we've heard of the gentleman, Steve Englehart. Yeah. Well, he's not too happy at the moment. Uh-oh. Uh-oh is right. <laughs> um, 
Floating Mantis in Guardians of the Galaxy. It's cool that we're seeing her. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, she made her debut in The Avengers 112. Uh, that was written by Steve Englehart and, or that was done by Englehart and Don Heck. Um, but earlier this week, um, Kieran Shyock with Polygon had a chance to talk about Englehart and, and his work on the original Secret Empire story. Oh, and okay. also had to, the chance to speak with him briefly about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume True, or Volume True, Volume Two. <laughs> uh, he he admitted he hadn't seen much of a connection between the character he created and the character on screen. He goes, "I was not happy with Mantis's portrayal. Uh, the character has nothing to do with Mantis. Uh, I will say that I liked the film quite a bit overall. They're doing some good stuff, and I enjoyed my night at the movies. Uh, so long as I turned my brain off to the fact that that's not." mantis up there i really don't know why you would take a character who is distinctive as mantis and do a completely different character and still call her mantis <laughs> uh, well the the character of mantis in the comics was a human woman of german and vietnamese descent who was raised by the by a Cree cult as the potential mother of their celestial messiah she was given training before her memory was erased, and she was sent out into the world to gain life experience, where she eventually crossed paths with the Avengers. Uh, she joined the team for a while before discovering her true purpose and leaving to become the Celestial Madonna. Um, this was uh, one character that Englehart had an obvious affection for, uh, but one of the problems with the shared universes is you don't always get a say in what happens to the characters you create. After Mantis moved towards uh, villainy with a controversial and almost immediate retconned um, Avengers The Crossing, Englehart returned um, back in the early 2000s for the Avengers Celestial Quest, which fixed some of the more troubling developments to the character and wrapped up the Celestial Messiah storyline he started back in 1973. <clears throat> um yeah, you know, but Englehart was very quick to mention that he enjoyed the movie and that the character on screen um, was, as, as he was stating, I wasn't impressed with what they did with Mantis, but the Mantis on screen was entertaining. I like her, but that's not Mantis. Hmm. Sounds interesting, huh? It it does. Uh, I I under I I can. Uh, but we've heard this before to a certain yeah. degree. Now you the, know. Now, the, the topic of creator compensation uh, also came up, uh, especially with the recent news of Marvel's deal with Bill Mantlo and his family over the use of Rocket Raccoon uh, and how that has allowed them to move Mantlo from his nursing home to a new house. Uh, when asked about whether Marvel had reached out to him over the use of his characters, Englehart said, I think Marvel's been pretty open-handed about that sort of thing, or I should probably credit Disney for that. They've been good about that kind of thing, so I'm happy when it benefits the creators, not just me for myself, but for anybody. Uh, Englehart was in Marvel's second generation of creators, expanding upon the groundwork laid by Stanley, Jack Kirby, and Steve Ditko. Englehart is one that I definitely want to get on the show. Yes. Um, there's another huge Englehart co-creation coming to screens later this year with the Defenders. Um, and while, like Mantis, they might not be the team Englehart created, it's good to know Marvel Studios is rewarding con- the contributions of the giants whose shoulders it stands on. You know, I, and I have to admit, I wondered how uh, the creator of the Defenders would feel considering... This version, 
did this like, like maybe all right that this is defenders in the sense of the spirit of the team because the defenders aren't like the avengers you know they they're right. not like what the set roster is almost like a loose confederation of heroes who get together as 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 the need arises and so for you know so for it to be these four who have never, at least on in the comics, have never been on a set team per se. I wondered how would how does the the person behind the create the, the creator feel about that? Like, are they okay with it? No, are as, are they happy as long as they maintain the spirit of his creation or what? You know, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I get it. Um, well. Sony came out with some news themselves. Yes, they did. Uh, and this was a rumor that uh, something that, that had been rumored for a while, uh, especially after um, it was pretty much confirmed that there was going to be a joint uh, Spider-Man movie with Sony and Marvel uh, Cinematic. Um, but it, that was pretty much just a rumor until today. Um, we are getting a Venom movie with Tom Hardy as the star. Uh, and, no. and, and on top of that, the director is Ruben Fleischer, uh, who was the director of Zombieland. Now, now, the question is, will Tom Hardy make Venom sound like Sean Connery? Because not only where is the Batman, but where is Spider-Man? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think he will. Uh, well, I, I just, I, I just hope he doesn't sound like. Uh, I really, I really hope he doesn't sound like Venom. Or, or uh, wait, hold on. Or, or it could go Bane. this way. Bang! There you go. Could go this way. Where is Spider-Man? And where's Bruce Wayne? Ah, and I can survive hanging in the plane that's flying nose down. <laughs> I will never be able to go back. What, was was that wrong? <laughs> no. Oh, just wait till you get one of these too. Oh my god! Oh, and then I, I will Christmas. <laughs> It'll be Luke Cage twenty four seven. Yes, so uh, <laughs> it is Friday night, and we are. Well, no, now it's Saturday morning. <laughs> So, yeah, so we're uh, still not all the way through the news. No, no. Uh, Yeah. And so, I mean, Hardy even um, Hardy uh, attended this announcement sporting a Venom T-shirt. I'm like, okay, the man is committed. Uh, So, yeah, so this needs to be committed. I, I just, I, I'm just wondering, you know, uh, if he's going to walk into comic shops uh, wanting to buy Venom comics dressed as Venom. Now that would be awesome. Just saying. Um, so yeah, this news broke uh, Friday afternoon. Um, and I'll be honest with you, like the, this was on top of a super active news week already. So, you know, um, I will say good choice, Sony. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like it and I've been waiting for a Venom movie and certainly one that will take the taste of the way of that Venom that was in Spider-Man three out of my mouth. Just saying. Yeah. But here, here's my problem with all this still great that we have Tom Hardy as Venom. Great. Mm-hmm. We have the Zombieland director, um, Ruben Flesher. Mm-hmm. Problem is. It's not a spinoff of Homecoming. It's and not. That's true a, too. It's not a part of the MCU. And that's true too. And I, I, 
I I don't know. I don't know. Like, and it even says here. Um, I guess we we don't. I mean, because well, we all well, uh, Reader's Digest version of the origin. Uh, Venom is a, is a symbiote that uh, basically appeared because of Peter Parker being on a separate planet during Civil War. No, not Civil War. Uh, Secret War back in the mid '80s. Okay, so if you can, if you can, uh, if you can't get your hands on the big giant trade of that, uh, there's like shortened versions of this all over the web. But right. anyway, uh, the symbiote. Now that's when Sp- uh, Peter was in the black Spidey suit and it looked cool. Well, he's starting to get a little aggressive, getting a little crazy, and he realized that it was because of the suit. And so he, so he eventually gets away from the suit, and the suit is sentient and then the suit uh finds eddie brock uh and becomes and when eddie brock uh when the suit uh gloms onto eddie brock he becomes venom uh and so venom is pretty much anti peter parker um in pretty much every sense of the word uh although they've done some really cool things with him lately like i'm really digging the whole agent venom thing because they kind of turned him into a bit of an anti-hero and that may be what we're going to see now uh but i'm not sure what kind of origin we're going to see uh i well i guess there's another alternate origin where um J. Jonah Jameson's son comes back from a mission in space and he has symbiote with him and the symbiote gets out. So that's that's a possibility too. I don't know. Um, But I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'll let you continue on with with the next story. Oh yeah. Um oh uh so yeah, uh continuing in the realm of Spider-Man. Uh it seems that uh we're going to get Oh, it looks like that the Homecoming score uh-huh. uh is actually going to feature music from the original Spider-Man theme. <laughs> Yes, that is it. That song uh, played uh, in my head over and over and over again uh, when I got home from school. Um, Wait, the song? Yeah, my days back in uh, Quebec when I was merely <laughs> yeah no 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 I I, I am not uh, French Canadian and uh, that was a complete joke and I'm not I'm making fun of French Canadians I'm not so yeah anyway I'm just have a weird sense of humor um but yeah so so you know this will be interesting to see what the score is going to be like if it's going to include the original Spider-Man theme um you know. I mean, we've seen them play with uh, play with the theme before, like in the the Spider Man series from the late nineties. Right, that was on Fox. That yeah, was sort of like a heavy ele- electronica version of the theme. If you want to tease what it is, go check out Michael Giacchino's Twitter post from uh, from May nineteenth. Okay, um, it's in this article uh, from comicbook.com. dot com, and uh, it, it's, yeah. 
It's an orchestral version of the song. You know what? I I'm I wish I could play it for you guys. Uh, yeah, but if you get to if you can go to Michael Giacchino's uh, Twitter, or if you even probably if you type this into uh, Google, it should come up. Um, because it's actually on the he he added uh, Spider Man movie and Marvel Studios. So if if you're following either one of those on Twitter, then and, yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say. According to his Twitter, his last name is pronounced Giacchino. Giacchino? Giacchino. Not Giacchino. Uh, Giacchino. Yep. And I am... I can't get to it. Um, I will share this on our... Uh, on, a, on the Weeby, it'll be on the Weeby Geeks Twitter uh, at the moment, and I will get it over on the uh, Mighty Marvel Geeks Twitter here shortly. Yeah, I'm I'm listening to it, and it's okay, great. I have to, this is cool, and yes, the theme is unmistakably there, and it works. Oh, you can't miss it. You, 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 yeah, it, it is. I mean, he, he, as he puts himself, he's a nerdy composer. It, it's it's brilliant. It, it really is. You know, I have to admit, this is one of those cases where wow. It is yeah, guys. Now, it is now on the Mighty Marvel Geeks Twitter. Uh, yeah, guys, hit our Twitter. Give this a listen. Um, I I'm jazzed. Uh, I'm 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 liking that. I really am. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, check it out, guys. Uh, now I'm I'm wondering if he's doing that. What other surprises do we have in store for the uh, for the music for uh, Homecoming? Could could we potentially get? <laughs> Yes, especially when, especially when Tony Stark walks into the apartment for the first time. <laughs> I would love for Nicholas Hammond to have a cameo because he has not. They have not given him. He hasn't shown up anywhere, and he was like the first live action Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah. I watched it as a kid. I did too. And watching it back now, yeah, it was cheesy, but I still watched it as a kid. <laughs> so you know, I, I was just happy to have Spider Man. So you know. Well, I'll tell you, you. You know what else I'm happy with? What What else are you happy with? Well, you You know, I, l- I love Star Wars. Hence, creation of Wookie Radio last summer. Right. And going to Star Wars Celebration, which was my third one, <laughs> and and being able to share that with with Eric this year, and doing mm-hmm. a Mighty Marvel Geeks podcast from Celebration. Well, yeah. And and the great interview, which you can now find on. YouTube with the Geek Brothers. Yes, um, I saw that. Um, and I, I'm going to apologize to Eric for hogging that interview, if that's the way it came across. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to. Um, but they didn't mention this at the Marvel panel. And I almost wish they did. Um, or, actually, they didn't mention either one of these s- stories at the Marvel panel. And I kind of wish they did. Well, Yeah. Because, I mean, we already got teased with an Ahsoka series. The the Phasma series left us all breathless. Um, but I'll go with the first one. Mace Windu goes solo in a new comic, in a new Marvel comic. Awesome. Um, StarWars.com, this was an exclusive announcement from them, is pleased to announce Star Wars Jedi of the Republic Mace Windu will be a five issue miniseries coming August from Marvel. Uh, it is penned by Matt Owens and the illustrator is Denny's Cowan. Uh, and it's starring the fan favorite Mace Windu, a master on the Jedi Council who tangled with Jango Fett and Darth Sidious. Uh, it picks up right after the start of the Clone Wars as the Jedi Order faces 
possibly its greatest challenge yet. Um, the cover, uh, which was done by Jesus Saez, looks amazing. Um, he's delivering some some battle droids, a, a force push to remember. I mean, this cover looks fabulous. Uh, in addition to to this cover, fans can look forward to a special Star Wars 40th anniversary variant cover by Russell Dotterman, along with variants from Raza and Javier Rodriguez. While few details oh. have been re- revealed about the story, uh, the official description offers more of a glimpse into what the readers can, can expect. And this is the official description. For th- over a thousand year- generations, the Jedi have been the peacekeepers of the galaxy. But now, at the dawn of the Clone Wars, they find themselves in a new role, generals in the Army of the Republic. As Mace Windu, one of the Jedi's greatest warriors, leads a small unit of Jedi into battle shortly after the war begins, the Jedi must make peace peace with their new role or be lost to the violence around them. This sounds great. But I noticed, I noticed there is no mention of a JTC action figure variant cover in this. Mm. But we continue. Been enjoying the uh, Rogue One adaptation? Yes. Yes. Um, It was also announced that this August, uh, we're going to go back to the beginning of Cassian and K2SO's journey. Uh, we see in Rogue One how Cassian and K2SO become legends of the Rebellion and how their story ended. Um, but now in this prequel, we will find find out how it all began. Uh, again, this was exclusive to StarWars.com. Um, they announced Star Wars Rogue One. Cassian and K2SO special number one coming in August from from Marvel written by Dwayne Swarzynski and art by Fernando Blanco Uh, this 40 page one shot will reveal how Cassian one of the top intelligence officers officer I swear I'm not drunk can you pass me my beer please um, one of the top intelligent officers of the Rebel Alliance met K2SO, a reprogrammed Imperial security droid. Um, on the article from StarWars.com, you see the brilliant cover by Julian Totino Tedesco, uh, which finds the duo back-to-back ready for battle. Um, with this as well, there will be variant covers from... Uh, Chris Samney and a JTS. I'm assuming that's actually J, supposed to be JTC exclusive variant cover as well will be available. So I bet you that exclusive variant cover is going to be available on JTC's website, just like the Anakin Skywalker variant cover will be available May 23rd. Oh, yep, at 20 bucks mm. a pop. Mm. So worth it. Mm, man. Yep, 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 yep. So, yeah. Uh, how do you like them apples? Man. Two. Two. Man, you, I, I, Two. I, I have a to mini say. And a, a mini and a, and a one-shot coming in, uh, in August. As Star Wars, Star Wars has... They 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 have stepped up their game so hard. Uh, it's like the 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 comics now are just. Yeah, I mean you know you have uh, Poe Dameron knocking it out of the park. Yep. Every every mini series that they had has knocked it out of the park, and even even um, the series that they had to cancel, it was only because it it, it was ending it was, on it was a too, high note. Well, it was getting too close to source material. Too. Right, right, and you know. Well, which series and, are you talking about? I was thinking about uh, uh, 
Canaan. Yeah, yeah. And it's see, getting too close to, to what they were doing on Rebels. And see, that now that's the downside of writing prequel, is yeah. you're so heavily limited at how far you can go. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I, I'm wondering exactly how, how, how long a life does Poe Dameron have, because everything in Poe Dameron is taking place pre-Episode 7, right? Uh, I thought it was taking place between 7 and 8. Oh, I don't know. Why I was thinking it was pre seven. Okay, so, 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 all right. So it's pre seven and eight, or, or it's between seven and eight. So maybe once we get eight, we get a little bit of a jump, and I'm fine with that if we do. Um, but yeah, I, the 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 quality has just been phenomenal. You know, right, right. Yeah, yeah so. I mean, you, you can't go wrong with 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 that series. No, uh, I mean, Marvel have, have they picked up where Dark Horse left off? Definitely. Uh, is the quality of work just as good? Yeah. Is it canon? Yeah. It's all canon now. Whereas with, I know there, there's the diehards of the original expanded universe. Right. But I don't believe the comics were in the same universe truly, unless they were tied into the TV, into the Clone Wars, or directly with the movies. I don't think a lot of that stuff was, was truly canon to the rest of the books. No. I mean, when, when the games came out and they were saying, you know, Old Republic was not canon even then old republic was not canon to what was out and same thing with force unleashed it was never canon no no it wasn't i, then, I then, think then, that- then how do you how do you how do you accept okay we now have essentially three different universes going on you got right. the books you got the comics you got got the video games and then you got the movies and tv shows so four different universes what's canon with what well i think uh, now just, just my thinking on it is that um I, I I think that like okay for me like the expanded universe like I would take each part as its own um, self-contained story because it got to the point where you know and as you read those books you saw that it was it would say it was X number of years after the Battle of Endor or right. so you kind of try to get a sense of where and when this happens but there are cases where the books were conflicting with each other and it kind of got to where I, I, I true you know I there there were certain parts of the expanding universe that I missed but I I trust the the story uh, group to um they, you know they 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 it's not that they've completely thrown away the the expanded universe they will pull where they feel like is quality and uh is still is something that will add to the universe okay like Admiral Thrawn right Admiral Thrawn um so glad uh, he's back oh yeah but but the story's been retold to make him fit in the current canon and and I'm fine with that you know I am completely fine with that and. However, they want to. Um, however, they see fit to what, what shape his future. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be great. Because uh, you know, you uh, the question is where where is he now, uh, and is he how close to the first order is he? You know. Yeah, and, and it's possible he's still around. Yeah. So, um, and, it's, and, it's, and, it, and there's still that theory: who's Snoke? Yeah, we could, don't know. Could Snoke, since all we've seen him is in holograph form, could Snoke be Thorn or Thrawn? It could. He uh, could because we don't know. But it, it'll be cool to see what they do with um, with this prequel, uh, how they came together. That would be awesome to see. Um, yes. 
I, I would love to see how how they do what they do with um, with the Mace Windu story. I mean, five mm-hmm. issues, and they're going to do something right out of the, the bat from shortly after the uh, Clone War starts. Um, I don't know. I, I think maybe I would have wanted just a bit more before the prequel movies. Now, how how does he become a part of the Council? Oh, I, I would have loved to have gone before that. Yes. So, um, but yeah, I guess it's uh, about that time for something else. And that would be... Oh, I wonder what that could be. This is the comic book shop. Must be our picks of the week. Uh, we thank the Shad Spots for the use of their song, The Comic Book Shop. It's a great little ditty. You guys, I like that you word. You guys need to invite them to uh, to Odd Mall. You know, you know what? I wonder if we. I wonder if they will come up. I to, I'll, I'll, you know what? I will get. I'll tell because uh, Ken Ken is over the uh, entertainment. I bet you anything they will play. Even if they don't play, come and do do a signing for a day. I think that'd be awesome. You know, because you know whenever even when I'm heading to the comic shop that song's playing in my head <laughs> so uh of course this week we've only got six picks um so tell you what i'll let you start first since you've also got the pick of the week for awesome. yes i do so uh my first pick is black panther number 14 uh the writer is tanahisi coates the art is Wilfredo Torres and the cover is Brian Stelfreeze. Avengers of the New World Order continue. Uh, the Avengers of the New World continues. The Wakandan gods have been silent for too long, and T'Challa has no answers for his people. T'Challa communes with the spirits of former Black Panthers for insight, and all roads lead to a man from T'Challa's past. But first, T'Challa must deal with the mind warping Dr. Faustus. Okay. Well, my first pick is from Marvel, obviously. There is no writer or artist listed. Uh, it is I just, it, it is coming out next week. It's I Am Groot number one. I Am Groot. Uh, Groot in his own series, smaller and better than ever. While the Guardians of the Galaxy get caught in a wormhole, smaller than a smaller than normal Groot is separated billions of light years away from the team. Falling to a planet below, Groot discovers he is on an entirely alien and unknown world full of strange creatures and socialites. Seriously, underdeveloped, and with nobody who can understand him, Groot will need to make the journey to the center of this world and find the way back to his family. Oh. Aww. So, um... It has my interest here. I'm going to thumb through it at the store and see if it's something I'm definitely picking up. But it's, it right. piques my interest now, so it, it's there's a 75% chance it's, it's coming home with me. Right. I mean, Drax did. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> see, Drax is, well, you know, Drax, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, my next pick is uh, Captain America, Steve Rogers, number 17. Uh, the writer is Nick Spencer. The artist is... Uh, the art is by Andreas Gunaldo, and the cover is by Elizabeth Tork. Secret Empire tie-in and Cap we trust. <laughs> yeah, Dewey. that's it. I, you know what? I'm sitting there and I'm looking at Steve Rogers in a Hydra uniform, and uh, you know, I, I just have to. I'm, I have to. Like Marvel says, just let let the story be told. I'm trusting them. 
I'm not liking this. I'm kind of treating it like, you know, when somebody tells you that Brussels sprouts are good for you. It may not taste good, but it's good for you. No. Uh, no. No. I, I, you know, there has to be some kind of payoff for this. So, yeah, there we are. Yeah, well, my second pick is from Chip Sadarsky. Artist is uh, Jabril Morissette Fawn. It's Star-Lord Annual Number 1. Having narrowly escaped an assassin, Peter Quill has crash-landed on a desert planet. There he finds a small town that's terrorized by a mean old varmint. Um, I wonder if he's talking about the wildest ride in the West. Um, not willing to take any bullies laying down, Peter has to rally the townspeople to stand up for themselves. But it turns out there's more to this town than meets the eye. Ah, okay. So, that just tells me there's only one thing I could think of. Uh-oh. Yep, and I don't have it on here. Oh, man. Yeah, wait, let me check one more spot. Hang on to them hats and glasses, because this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. Well, we played that. The only thing that comes <laughs> up next is... Oh, wait, but we're not talking about Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, so this is Star Lord <laughs> number one. Um, so your final pick of the week. My final pick of the week is Electra number four of uh, a book that's being canceled. Um, the writer is Matt Owens. The art is by Juan Cabal. Cover is by Elizabeth Tork. Let the games begin. Electra is pulled deeper into Arcade's brutal new, brutal new murder world, combating new high-tech threats, all while she plans her escape. And, it's, and Arcade is going to need all the help she can get. He can get when that happens. And as the clues come together, Electra realizes there is something more sinister at play here. But what? Guest starring two sides, one red scarf, and a never-ending supply of rage. Hmm. All righty then. Mm -hmm. Well, my final pick of the week is all new Guardians of the Galaxy number two. A new era of cosmic adventure begins here. Double ships every month. The Guardians of the Galaxy have taken off into space once more and on the biggest and weirdest misadventures yet, kicking things off with the biggest heist they've ever tried. We join Star-Lord, Rocket Raccoon, and company as they blast their way through the galaxy. The peacekeepers of Nova Corps hot on their tails, and once they find themselves caught in a war between the Collector and the Grandmaster, uh... There will hardly be time to explain why Groot can't grow any bigger, what Gamora is searching for, or why Drax has sworn off violence. But don't worry, we will, with a new twice-monthly schedule. Um, all new Guardians of the Galaxy has space for all your comic Marvel cosmic needs. There you go. So this book's going to be coming out twice a month. Nice, okay. So, um, how about your Marvel Unlimited pick? My Marvel Unlimited pick is War Machine, uh, number one from 1994. Uh, the the writer is uh, Scott Benson, or writers are Scott Benson and Lynn Kaminsky. Penciler was Gabriel Hardman, and the second penciler is Bob Wachek. Okay, um, War Machine's first issue in his 1994 ongoing series. First on the agenda, War Machine must take on Ida Arul and the advisor, plus revelations about Jim Rhodes, the man behind the armored suit. Okay. So yeah, that's uh, that that was uh, that that book right there was what kind of helped kind of get me uh, give me a better understanding of War Machine. 
as a character and and and, and Jim Rhodes just as a person because Jim Rhodes for the, uh, prior to that book you kind of just saw him as Tony Stark's side man, right? You know, and then you know, in this book, you no, know, it becomes his own book. And I mean, except for you know, except for the times when um he was you no know, Iron Man, you no know, when Tony was too screwed up to even be in the suit. And I think uh, that was also during the time that um that with the time that he was Iron Man, that was about the time that he was also with um the West Coast Avengers, I believe, right? I think so. So yeah. So yeah, that's my book. Awesome. Any final thoughts for the week? Oh man. <laughs> Besides Eric, get better. We miss you. Yeah, man, get better. Seriously. Uh especially by next week because there's gonna be a lot of shield talking going on. Shield uh, and actually, sword. We're two, two weeks out for that. Two weeks oh, two weeks out for that. Okay, yeah. Wow. So yeah, you know, there's a lot. Oh man, there's a lot out there. This week was just Incredible. Wow, just incredible! You know, and uh, and you know, I think I think that there's more Marvel series that are coming out, um, and also you know, apparently there's. Well, I'm trying to see if there's any news about the um, Punisher series that they're currently filming. Uh, I, I don't think there's been anything new recently. No. Uh, and I'm I'm excited about that for sure. Yeah, that's going to be a great series when it comes out. Mm-hmm. But that's all I got. Cool. Well, again, reminder: uh, go to John Tyler Christopher or John Taylor Christopher. No, John Tyler Christopher dot com uh, on Tuesday, and you can pre-order your Anakin Skywalker action figure variant cover for the new Darth Vader number one that's coming out, which is going to be amazing. Darth Vader Year One, essentially. Mm-hmm. If you if you catch the the reference to the distinguished competitions. <laughs> uh, Moon Knight clone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I said it. Awesome. Um, so, um, so since that's going to wrap it up, mm-hmm. Jarvis, if you would please. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Nope. Just time to go dark. So, Mace, Cassian, K two S O, all getting their own books. I just hope for the sake of this one shot, one, it actually comes out in August, and mm-hmm. two, it's not a disappointment like the C-3PO one shot was. Well, I, I mean, you know, it's, I, I hope that they heard the uh, the complaints loud and clear. I, I'm, I'm going to get it one way or another anyway, but I'm like you, I'm, I, I I don't need another free comic day. Yeah. I don't need Well, for me, it's one of those, I've been getting everything in Star Wars, so there, there's no no need for me not to get this one as well, so. Right. 